Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, the whole nation has been talking about DIY SOS that aired an RTE1 on Sunday night. It was the story of Limerick girl Amy Mulcahy, who was in a very tragic accident not so long ago and suffered a brain injury. And the team from DIY SOS went to transform her home. Here's a clip from Sunday night's programme. We left our home nine days ago. Never in a million years could we imagine what we were going to come back to today. Each and every one of you, you've been amazing. You've done Trojan work. I worried about our future. When Amy had her accident, I worried about how our life is going to change, and especially for Amy. But I can honestly say today, I'm looking forward to going into the future with Amy because of what you've done here today to make it so special. From the bottom of my heart, it's absolutely amazing. I just, just thank you. <laughs> DIY SOS, you've changed our lives forever. Thank you all so much. Amy Mulcahy there finishing that clip and that was Sharon speaking in the speech. Good morning, Sharon. How are you? Good morning, Jeline. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, Sharon, it's such a pleasure to have you on. I loved oh. every second of that programme and I have to tell you, I don't think it, that it could have come at a better time either. It's amazing. It's absolutely... We're overwhelmed as a family. Um, it's after... I'm delighted everybody has thoroughly enjoyed it because it was such an emotional um, journey. And, and I just think, like, DIY and the many, many, oh, my God, workers out there that can and put this together. They did a tremendous job. And I think for me, as Amy's mom, and I know that, that Amy's dad, Mark, feels the very same, along with all her family, it was so respectfully done. It was so emotionally and done, and they were very, very respectful and very mindful throughout the whole delivering process of Amy, how she was going to react, how she was going to be, because fatigue would be a huge um, thing for Amy. And I just saw this humanity in them. And it, I think for me, it just did not feel like, like a TV show. That's how amazing those people were and like we're just I'm overwhelmed at the response she's getting from the people of the nation Limerick oh my god the calls the texts I can't even answer them Wow. Um, Sharon, just for, for anybody who's who has missed the programme and mightn't be aware of the, yeah. the, the story, the background is, Amy was 12, is that right? When it, when it happened? 12, 12, yeah. gosh. 12. Um, and when she she was boating on the River Shannon, a canoe or something like that, and it yeah. turned over. Amy was part of um, Artland Girls Rowing Club, and on the morning of the 23rd of February, Amy went down to row. She used to train four days a week, and... Uh, it was an early row. It was a half eight in the morning and off she passed into the car and was unhappy. Um, and I got that call at 
2010 to see that um, Amy was in an accident and that I needed to get to the hospital and call it a mother's intuition, Gillian, but I just knew there and then that it wasn't good, that it was it was bad. So I screamed for my son, Caleb, and he came down and said, man, should be fine. And I jumped into my car, so it literally got, you know, yourself it takes 15 minutes for Manakati to the region, but when yeah. I got there, there was no in. It was only my sister, Marie, and my nephew, Adam. Right. And then Marie said to me, um, Mark has gone in to see if she's checked in, and when I saw Mark coming out, which he, he, he was absolutely, he was heartbroken. His face said it all, and I knew that we all knew that it was really bad at that time. Oh, and so basically, the long and short was whilst waiting for Amy to arrive on the ambulance, it was the news was coming in that there was five children on the boat had capsized, and that Amy's hair was got caught um, on the rig. Now, I had that understanding that there was going to be five ambulances, so the first ambulance arrived in, and when they opened the ambulance, Gillian. Oh. Not in the tears when I saw a little girl. Sharon, I d- look, I didn't want to upset you this morning. And no, I, you know, it's just, yeah. I find, I, and I'm trying not to, you know, no, the story has to be told because Amy is such a remarkable young lady. She's such a fighter. And that girl, you got a glimpse of what she went through, but Amy had the most horrific recovery. I mean, when Amy got to the regional, she was not compatible with life and it was very, very grim and we were ushered into the family room and we were basically told, you know, that every hour and that they needed to raise your temperature and, you know, it was very bad and that Amy was supposed to be getting transferred to Temple Street if the temperature, if they were able to raise her temperature, thankfully for us, they were able to do it, but they had to do it in a very, it had to be a very slow progress, progress, uh, Process, sorry. Um, so when we got to Dublin and she got into ICU, it was bad, Gillian. It was just so bad. Like, uh, it was horrendous. And, you know, the doctors were starting to talk to us. And then all our family started arriving from Limerick. And every hour, Gillian, up there was crucial. It was detrimental to Amy because she was fighting so much there. Um, it was very difficult. So on the Monday, they done the MRI scan, and the bad news was that Amy was um, she had received an injury to her thalamus, and it was both sides. And basically, it was her motor cortex that sends the signals to her brain in order for her to plan her walk. So it was very bad. And basically, the only way to describe the Gillian is that it was like locking syndrome. Amy could do nothing; she was in a vegetative state for four months. For it was four months. For, for nearly four months, it was absolutely horrific. She would lie there with just um, her eyes opening. And she had these horrendous involuntary movements where her muscles were going to spasms and it would go on for hours upon hours. And her little legs used to be black and blue. And she would be bleeding. It was just like that little child fought so, so hard. And... 
like for and, and what about you, Sharon? When when this was going on, were you staying with her in Temple Street? Yes, yeah. Uh, basically, what happened was for the first five weeks, Mark and I stayed at her side all the time, along with all my family members, Mark's family, and like it was just because she wasn't, you couldn't scream. So thankfully, I was lucky that um, I had good friends that were able to bring twins up so we could get to see them. But basically, we would stay there and. Um, and then after the five weeks, she got to stay. After three weeks, she was put out on the top flat ward with amazing, amazing nurses and doctors. Like, I mean, I, I can't thank these people enough for what they did for my daughter. And she was still very bad to me. And, and I was getting very anxious. And I called her pediatrician one day. And I said to him, she's not improving. And he said, Sharon, I'm setting up an appointment to speak to the neurologist. He said, it's not looking good. And that day I met with him, Mark and I, and my sister happened to be there at the time. And basically he said that he would have, he would have hoped that Amy would have had improved, but it wasn't looking very good and that he it was unlikely that she would talk, walk or see again. So as you could imagine, Gillian, like knowing that Amy wasn't going to see again, that was a huge thing for me. So we were just like, we were just devastated. We just, I just stood up. And I said to the doctor, I said, I'm really sorry, doctor, I said. But I said, I really respect your professional opinion, but I said, I can't accept it. And Amy's not going to do any of those things. But she will avoid this because she's strong. Well, I mean, it's it's so clear where Amy gets her fighting spirit from. Uh, You you know, the one bit early in the programme that really got me, and everybody's been tweeting, you know, since Sunday night about how emotional the whole thing was. But what really got me was very early on in the programme, I think Amy might have been in her Castle Troy College uniform at the time, and she she said um, th- what bo- bothered her was the impact that it had had on her mother. You know, she didn't say, oh, you know, this happened to me, this happened to me. It was like my poor mum, you know, having to be told this. She's, so she's clearly, not only is she a fighter, but she's, she's a really tough thoughtful, kind, considerate girl too. Amy was always beyond her years as a child growing up. She was always, now Amy would be uh, an only girl in my family and she's four aunties on my side and one on Mark's side. So she would be very much, she's five mothers. I would always say she's five mothers. They're all mad about her. But she was always beyond her years, but always had this unique um, ability to be able to judge people and she's so like she's very infectious very um she's very she's a very kind caring young, young child and always has been like even with twins at home she like in the earlier days to perform very premature she'd be there and she'd be feeding them with me and she, she's just a really mammy no she, you're right Gillian she's just amazing that it did like very awful at what point did you realize that you know the that you were right and the doctors were wrong, that Amy actually was going to improve and that she was going to uh, be able to do things that they had told you she wouldn't? The day that her, Amy attended morning Lee National School and her teacher sent me up the cord in the wall of her favourite song. And um, that teacher will never know how much it means to me because he gave me hope. That day, when I started playing the songs, her I felt that she was having movements and it will be disagreed, it could be disagreed, but I thought it were pur- purposeful movements and I just said to Mark, I said, she knows 
Yeah, she knew the music. She knew. I said, she knows. I know she knows. And Mark would actually agree with me on that. He would date me. And, like, there would be times there, like, there was one really bad Mother's Day. It was a really bad day. I was all excited. Amy loved to spoil me on Mother's Day. And she always went out and did something really special for me. And the year before, she'd done a collage of pictures of me. And I had that with me. I was travelling back up with her mother's day, but when we went up south, she was really, really bad. Very, very bad. But she had this purposeful kick. I'm going to call it a purposeful kick. And she nearly put me flying out the door. And I said to my sisters, I said, she's there. She thinks we're going for a meal. Mm. I know she said I just Jillian, I knew she was there and I think for me and Mark and of course all our families we had to make sure that we were mindful of her and that we had to be very careful in what we said and did when we were in the room we had to make sure that everything was all happy yeah. you know and that was really difficult we did it I don't know how like looking back I don't know how we did it but we did it Mark would sit there and be reading stories to her and say, I see you. And I used to laugh because I'd say, oh my God, she's going to murder him. <laughs> um, Sharon, can I ask, since the programme on Sunday, obviously the whole country's been talking about it, there's yes. been tweeting and all that. Uh, Amy's been back in school, I take it. How's she coping with the new fan stardom? Oh, well, Amy would be... Um, Amy doesn't like, actually, Amy doesn't really like the limelight. She's not enjoying it. She's not. Um, she just likes to be herself. Um, she, like, on Monday, I didn't send her back to school, but I had to say, Amy, thanks, Casper College. And, oh, my, I honestly couldn't say enough about them. They're, they have been so accommodating with Amy, and they're very mindful, and they're very tactful. So she wasn't overwhelmed when she went in there. They were very... You know, like nobody was, there was nobody hovering over her or anything. It was just she went to school and that's what she wanted. And I'm so grateful that they, you know, they did that for her. Baz, she thoroughly enjoyed Baz. And I think for me, as Amy's man and Amy's dad feels the very same, he brought out um, a laugh in Amy that we, this infectious laugh with, with, with Baz that we hadn't seen prior to the accident. You know, obviously, you know, it's really difficult. She's had life-changing injuries, and being in that chair is very, very difficult. But she so enjoyed enduring the filming. She, what you saw on camera what, what, is what was going on in the background. She had great fun with him. The first day she met him was in the Kilmory Lodge Hotel, and she went up to him and said, how did you kill your mother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, because his other from his Sky program. Yeah. Um, yeah she, and, and you know what? Like I said to Baz, Baz had the courtesy to speak with me after the show on Sunday night. And I, you know, because I'm I so fond of him. He's just an amazing person. And I think for me, he has this unique emotional connection um, with people. And like we would have done a lot of filming off the camera. And even. Like, I went for a walk down by UL and he'd be asking me about my life. He was just, the, the empathy that he had, um, he was so in tune with me and Amy. He was absolutely, yeah. uh, he's funny. He's, he's just an amazing man. And I think he, that show, like, Motor TV, oh, my God, DIY. And, I mean, like, when I look back and saw those four men, 
the conditions they were working in, women. Yeah. I mean, God loved them. And the fun and the crack, the spirit that was... And that that all came across on the programme. It just looked like such a fun experience. Sharon, it's an amazing programme. It's on again tonight. I think people can catch it on RT2. It's repeated and it's an RT player. Look, we wish you and Amy all the best. She's an inspiration, as are you, to all of us at this difficult time. And thanks for joining us on Limerick Today. Thank you, Gillian. Thank you for having me. Take Take care. care. Bye-bye. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.